This podcast is brought to you by Free Buddhist Audio, the Dharma for your life. Our work is funded entirely by donations from our generous listeners. If you would like to help us keep this free, make a contribution at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash donate. Thank you and happy listening. I must say, I thought that little exchange between the two of you was a rather lovely way to start the uh, the session on interconnectedness, really. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter where the mantra comes from, does it? It just arises. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so... Uh, I think... Uh, well, I certainly got... Um, rather a lovely flavour of um, we're just touching on some really uh, deep ease and um, uh, calm and sensitivity out of the practices that we were doing yesterday around the, the Anapanasati yeah, with the breath can you all hear me by the way is this level a little bit louder okay wonderful <laughs> um, well, we'll do Wimbledon, shall we? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll move just a little bit back to get everybody and, and then raise my voice a bit. The easy expansiveness of uh, that calm, that sense of calm that, that we're just tuning into a bit. Um, and it made me think, well, in a way, it's, uh, there is a very natural progression to, to calming down and then sort of, well, well that expansiveness, that heart opening, yeah? as, as we settle, in a way, as, as all the sort of extraneous stuff is sort of no longer in play, as it were, so much, so strongly, then there is a natural sort of an ease, yeah, an expansiveness. Um, and uh, that a sort of a natural falling open almost. Yeah? Um, actually, what it is, is a falling away of clinging. In that moment of ease and calm, there isn't the need to cling. Yeah? So we have, we're giving ourselves a sort of a moment of openness, a moment of release, yeah, from from that um, from that that level of clinging, anyway, that, that we're experiencing then, yeah. Um, and in a sense, it really is as simple as that, yeah. <laughs> if we can just allow that to be the case and let go and deepen into that, then that is. You know, a moment of no clinging. That is a moment of release. And with every moment of no clinging, there is, um, there is that sense of expansiveness. Yeah? Um, there is an opening. Um, so the bodhicitta, the heart of awakening, the, uh, the mind of compassion, whichever way you want to... <laughs> to combine those those qualities is um, 
Well, it is that total opening, that total falling opening, without any need for any clinging on any level. Um, What is it that... uh, the phrase in the Pingya Sutra, it's something like, you know, there's no, there's no longer any poison drive, poison drives operating. Yeah, it's all completely fallen away. Um, and in that falling away, there's no sense of separation with anything, because there's nothing that needs to feel separate. There's nothing to feel separate. Yeah? Um, it's not emerging. <laughs> there's, there's, a distinctness, there's a distinctness to experience. But there isn't, there isn't a sort of a sense of me getting in the way, really. Um, and this is, this is actually something, an experience that we all have access to. Yeah? Um, whatever context we may have experienced that in, um, our, our connection with nature, uh, our uh, yeah, art, painting, creative <coughs> activity of many sorts, um, just quite naturally brings that, that level of um, engagement, of absorption, where... Um, there is that. There is that falling away. Yeah, it's it's just not there. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was lovely actually the way Kamala Shila answered a question yesterday. And um, pardon me, it was your question about well, you know, do I just can I just sort of see the the next level of of I, you know, me creating a next level of I. And you said, Kamala Sheila, something like, I hope not to misquote you, but something like, well, yes, that's fine, as long as you're really seeing the operation of that. Yeah? So if we can recognize, if we can recognize that falling away of self, yeah, if we can somehow recognize that as, yes, that, what, is that, what does it feel like, yeah? When that's not there, yeah, we're, we're in this sort of, we're totally absorbed in this activity that we're doing. And just to recognize that actually, yes, there is, there isn't that sort of constant, normal sort of, uh, what do you call it, uh, commentary or, or, you know, this, this sense of shyness or uh, awkwardness around, you know. Um, and... Uh, well, I particularly mention shyness and awkwardness because I think for me, some of the most lovely times that I've experienced that is in communication with other people. Yeah, at those times when I can allow my natural shyness and awkwardness just to sort of release for a moment. You know, the, then, I don't know, there's something very, very beautiful to me about that. And I think maybe it's partly because... There's another life that you know we're coming into contact with, isn't it? So it's sort of, it's really augmented. It's not just, you know, again, it's not just me in this creative process. Even if the sense of me is attenuated, that that is sort of reinforced by coming into coming into um, contact 
with another life force, another life being. It's sort of, gosh, it really, really, really is, you know, out of my control, beyond the sense of me. It's sort of, we're arising together in that way, yeah? Um, so, uh, I must admit, when I, when I hear the word bodhicitta, it's a bit like, what's that, um, I can't remember who in the, in the suttas, he hears the name of the Buddha, yeah? Did you say Buddha? And I get that with the bodhicitta, actually. It's just, it just, I don't know, there's something so beautiful there to me, you know, it's so sort of liberated and free and yet connected, yeah? Um, so I know that, you know, obviously that doesn't apply to everybody, but uh, I just thought I'd confess that, <laughs> get that out of the way, because... <laughs> I can be a little bit passionate sometimes. Um, All right, share. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm I'm aware it's not everybody's, you know, not everybody obviously has that response to it. Um, So it's not everybody's way in, in that sense. But, um, yes. So... I think it, you know, so so that's the sort of the spirit, if you like, or the the feeling, or the condition, or what, I'm not sure what to call it, of bodhicitta, and that we can get at in many ways, as as we've been describing, we can get at it through the the practice of attending and letting fall away, and really entering into that letting go and that openness that that arises in that in that moment. Um, and we can also um, we can also look at uh, look at what what's going on in that process of of, of responding to other human beings and and um, and work in that area and explore in that area. Um, it has, to me, it has an advantage of, well, it being by its very nature not very conceptual. You know, if we're touched by by each other's hearts, that's not a really sort of conceptual thing. So it sort of short circuits our tendency to sort of want to make sense of it all and to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, Again, it does, it does help to have that sense of recognition, or aha, or wow, you know, in that moment of, of um, you know, they're not being the, the self there. But it, it does, yeah, it does, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely sort of non, non-conceptual way in. Um, and it's also, yes, it can be, it, you can, you can really, Feel that that sense of expansiveness. For me, I can even feel that sense of expansiveness when, in a sense, I haven't got very far with the practice, (laughs) Um, because it's how to describe the mechanics of this. I think when you're when you're coming into relationship with another human being like this, um, it's a movement away from that closing down. Yeah, it's a movement of opening. Yeah, 
So it doesn't, it's in a way, again, in a way that in itself is almost enough, that movement of opening, yeah? So we don't have to sort of uh, be able to connect with the whole world or be able to resolve all the problems of humanity, you know, with this one breath, yeah? Um, but this one breath is, is displaying, is, uh, is manifesting, is being that openness, yeah? And if the next breath is also that openness, yeah, then, um, well, it's all augmentative, isn't it? It's sort of that's, that is then what, what arises, and that is the moment that we're living in. That, that moment that we're living in is one of openness at that time. Um, so the, the actual practice of... Um, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to focus on what I call the practice of tonglen, giving and receiving, because um, mostly we come across that... Um, in the context of, of the bodhicitta practice, which you know, which we do as part of our mula yogas, yeah. Um, but I just because I want to sort of take a closer look at the mechanics of it, if you like, I'm going to just focus on the bit that that um, is that is called tonglen, which is literally giving and receiving. Yeah, uh, tong I think is the giving, and len is the Receiving, it's a Tibetan word. Um, yeah. Um, so hopefully as we explore that a bit, it will give you a bit more of a, a sort of... You, you can apply that to um, the, the traditional bodhicitta practice if you want to use it in that context, or you can just use it as a sort of a way of working with the breath. So, yes, it's a really, well, it can be a really, really effective way of um, um, working against this, this selfing tendency, the clinging tendency, yeah? Um, and it can have near enemies, <laughs> Um, it's easy to practice it also in a way that uh, that um, produces things like lack of self-esteem or uh, martyrish tendency or becoming overwhelmed by the suffering that, that we're wanting to come in contact with. Um, rather than bringing us into sort of greater compassion and joy and openness and wisdom, yeah? Um, so there, there are some quite straightforward ways of avoiding that tendency. Um, 
But yeah, just a few things that, that sort of principles, if you like, that, that are really helpful to have in place that, um, that avoid, avoid that tendency. Um, so I'll go through, what I'll do is um, this morning I'll go through some of those and we'll do a very simple breath practice. And then this afternoon I'll go through some more and we'll do a, a fuller practice. So, um, <clears throat> the first thing that um, <coughs> it's uh, that we can be thinking of terms in terms of having in place for this practice is um, well, it's a it's a it's a real, and what I mean by that is that it's an authentic sense of connection. Yeah. Um, so that, and you know, some of these aspects take time for us to 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 find <coughs> in our own experience and our own practice. Um, and of course, you know, what's an authentic sense of connection one day? might not be an authentic sense of connection another day. Um, so, um, yeah, sort of, but it's, it's actually, it's quite a lovely exploration to sort of, to, to find out, well, actually, how is it that I, you know, what am I really connected to currently? Yeah, because then you're working from something, you've really got a sort of a foundation, a basis in, yeah? It's not. It, it's, it then doesn't feel contrived. It's not coming. It's not something that you're imposing onto your experience. Yeah. Um, we all we all do it. You know. We we all have moments when we feel connected with other people. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that we're we're sort of one or two comes. <laughs> you know. It's not. It's not something that we're sort of trying to make a new recipe for, in a way. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the traditional Tibetan way of talking about this is, is that we've all been mothers and fathers to each other over aeons, you know, going back. But, um, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't take very much, does it, to sort of think in terms of the way that we're sort of... Here we are sitting in this room and we're living experience together and breathing the same air and exchanging life force all the time. Yeah. We're affecting each other. Don't look so perplexed. <laughs> Worried about this conversation. You, know? <laughs> you know, inevitably there is that exchange going on all the time. Um yeah, even if what I'm communicating is my shyness and, and reserve, that's that's an exchange of something. Um, I think traditionally the mother image is used because of the strength of that. Yeah, it's what what we're looking for is something that's as strong as possible in our experience of of of. That natural response to um, yeah that it's that you wouldn't you know it's like if someone hurt my foot you know I'd respond that 
that naturally, that quickly, you know, to, to sort of um, meet that meet that experience. Um, so we're lo- we're looking for that sort of uh, where there's you know as 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 thin a barrier between us and the person as possible. Really, that we're just you know that we have that that sort of immediate sense of of connection. Um, And when you, I, I know when that's there for me because I have an immediate desire to respond. Yeah, they're not, they're not separate. Yeah, there's, there's, the, there's the connection and there's, you know, what's there at the same time as a, is a desire to respond. Yeah, so wherever I feel that desire, it's sometimes easier to see that desire to respond, isn't it? But, you know, wherever that desire to respond is there, there must be a sense of connection. Um, but we can explore that for ourselves, you know, it's not, it's going to sort of come come to us in different ways. Um, so Bante calls this, he's picked out some terms which I find very interesting from, uh, I think it's from the seminar on the dual ornament of liberation, benevolence and compassion. And he calls this, where there is this sort of sense of connection and the desire to respond, um, he calls this metta or compassion in relation to beings. Yeah? Um, or metta or compassion with beings as a reference. Yeah? And, um, you know, all of the practices that we do are designed to, um, so, so all of the practices that we do in terms of the metabhavana, in terms of our ethical practice, will, um, well, they attenuate, they attenuate our klesha veils, they attenuate those poisons, so that, that that natural response is freer, is more immediate to arise. Yeah. Um, so, yes, all of that, again, you know, they'll, you'll all have your own ways of, of doing that. It might just arise naturally or we might, you know, we might be engaging in um, different sorts of practices to, to really enhance, enhance that, that capacity. Um, but in the context of, or I should say and, <laughs> in the context of... Uh, the way we're exploring things this week, yeah. We've also got um, we've got another um, how do you say um, well another aspect, uh, if you like, of uh, compassion or metta to um, consider, and that is compassion or metta with dharma as a reference. Yeah? So what this is, is um, it's, it's uh, I suppose you could say it's the wisdom aspect. Yeah? I think Bhante talks about it in those terms in the, in the seminar. Um, so, but it's, it's also, it's the, it's, it's that understanding that um, the source of all of our suffering, the source of everybody's suffering, 
is that clinging tendency. So um, that's, that's not only what imprisons us, it's what imprisons everybody. Yeah? And they suffer, they suffer like we suffer, because we don't understand that, and because all of our activity is, um, is motivated by, by that in various ways. We're, we're um, blown by the worldly winds and we're, um, you know, we're, we're, we're governed by the, the poisons. Yeah? So us, like everybody else, yeah, um, are, uh, are um, well, we're, we're pulled around by our, by our own confusion about the nature of reality. And that really, really causes suffering. We can't necessarily see that in terms of an understanding because it's too obtuse a lot of the time, but we can certainly see it in terms of the results of our, our behaviours, yeah? our, the results of the poisons in us, you know? our, our pride and jealousy and ignorance and um, yeah, all, those, all those tendencies. Yeah? Um, so it's, I suppose, I was thinking, I don't know if this is really true, but in a sense, this is sort of maybe what, what um, also s singles us out to some degree from the Christian tradition, because we share with the Christian tradition, don't we, that sort of, that desire to help beings and respond and, you know, that, that can be really strong and really beautiful and really... But actually it's that sort of, it's that, it's, it's taking that, you know, if we're really, really going to help beings, we, we do have to, at some point, address this level of, of self-clinging, both in ourselves and, um, well, in other people, yeah? Um, so, uh, it's sort of it's interesting to hold those two things together, and I think this is partly what uh, what the um, the Tonglen practice can do for us. It can help us to hold those two aspects together, yeah. Because we have beings there who we we feel this sense of connection with, and there's a sense of response, or we can we can be sort of inviting that, yeah. And and we're we're doing that very much from the perspective of um, uh, wanting their, their, self, their deepest suffering to be alleviated. Yeah? And the way that we do that in the practice is that it's not, it's not about me doing this practice. Yeah? I'm not uh, alleviating the suffering of all beings. I'm not even meeting it. I'm not, you know, it's... It's sort of, it's, if we did this from, if you like, a small me point of view, yeah, my normal closure perspective, you know, it wouldn't take me five minutes to, to come to the end of my capacity to, to even look at what's going on, let alone do anything about it. Um, so so that there's an equal need to release that sense of, this being about me doing something, yeah, as there is to respond, yeah, but we're not, 
what's so beautiful about it is we're not denying the the uh, the felt suffering, the very very strong suffering around, and we're not denying. Uh, <laughs> The uh, ungraspability, the, uh, the the sort of the uh, well, that it's not it's not about me doing it. So we're working with both of those at the same time. Yeah, which is where Bunty's quote <laughs> is one of the places where I can I can bring out Bunty's quote from the seminar uh, uh, about uh, about. Um, I can't remember the exact quote now, but it, it's about um, uh, appearances uh, not being there. Maya, Maya, I think it is Maya, the the um, display of reality um, is fully sort of cognizant, if you like, of its own um, its own uh, ungraspability, its own its own emptiness in a way. Um, and it's fully appearing, so the the ungraspability doesn't block the appearances. So you have this very much actually demonstrated for us in the bodhicitta practice. It doesn't it doesn't actually work if we if we're determined for it to be me doing this. Yeah, and it also relies on us on us connecting, having a real connection and response to the suffering out there. Yeah? So for me, I find like I'm weak in both of those areas at different times. So I can, but you know, if I invite all of that in, then I can be working. And I feel, I feel happy with that because I feel like it's, you know, the practice in potential is sort of, um, is integrated in that respect. It holds both of, both of those aspects. So I, I feel quite a deep trust in it from that point of view. Okay, I think that's probably... ...enough. Well, I will just say in terms of... This came up in our group a little bit yesterday, people were talking about um, wanting to have more confidence in their practice. Yeah? And uh, I think in the Tonglen practice, um, it makes it quite clear that the source of our confidence, well, it's not in me being able to do the practice because it's not about me doing anything. Yeah? What the conf- what we're basing the confidence in is confidence in the Dharma. It's confidence in the way things are. Yeah, that's where the confidence is. Yeah, so that's another aspect that we need for this practice. Um, maybe I'll come back to that a bit more this afternoon because I think it'd be good to do some. Some practice now, but there's there's sort of there's more to pull out for that. I'm trying to give you a bit of basis for the practice. The actual practice is incredibly simple. Yeah. Would you like a little bit of a leg stretch before we do some practice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, 
All right. Well, should we have questions and then a leg stretch? Yeah. Yeah, you can stand up while we're having the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Do you have a question? Yeah. It's about some training of not coming to me in this process so much. Yeah. And I don't mind that either. Yeah. Even if I think I'm being kind. Yes. Still quite strong sense. Of me being kind. Me being kind. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the pins that I want to I suppose I feel a bit like I don't know how to quite put myself more to one side. Yes. When I know what will come in is fear, because the ego is then you know, aroused and it's like, I don't like this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So even as I'm speaking, I can sense a little bit of tightening of anxiety. Yes. Yeah. 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 So if you put yourself to one side, what's the. There's a sort of fear response. Yeah. I think I can probably, I'll, I'll go into that more this afternoon, but probably also in the practice, because it's, the way this works is with love, actually. It's sort of, um, it's, um, I did a lot of, um, on my long retreat, but also before that, I, I did a lot of sex element practice, and I, I really had a sense I wanted to let go. I wanted to sort of, you know, get rid of all these assumptions and I desperately wanted to be free of the imprisoning self that I was doing to myself all the time. But somehow it wasn't... There, I think there was a fear response in there. I'd go, I really wanted to and there was this fear response and sometimes it just felt like a sort of rather shut down, depressed response. So, oh. I'm not going there, you know. Um, and then I, I sort of, I mean, this is actually very, very relevant to um, uh, the place of positive emotion in the process of spiritual death, because um, I think, you know, I knew that, yes, we should start with metta, but I thought, okay, well, I'm a relatively positive person, you know, and also my perhaps my idea of meta was that well then I'd be sort of I'd be working to make myself sort of you know sort out uh, make myself even more open and more refined but but with the emphasis on working rather than with the emphasis on the sort of the joy or the freedom or the the uh, the um, the release, the sense of release, yeah. So um, it's something that you know when uh, in some in, in like some of the guru yogas or kalyanamitra yogas, the, the whole spirit of it is that you sort of you really take in the blessing, you really take in the sort of the influ- the positive influence of the freed mind, yeah. Um, and uh, that's not just something that's going to make it easier to faith death, actually. It's, do, you, do, you see, do you see what I can do there? I can sort of say, well, I can be happy so that I can gird my loins 
to let it all go and face death. It actually is part of the process. Yeah, it is a sort of um, well, like there's a there's a there's a way that we can do renunciation when it works, when we when we've got it, if you like, where everything just sort of falls away because we don't need that. We don't need that particular habit anymore. We can see how horrible it is and what an imprisonment it is, and it just falls away. But it falls away in an expansive state of mind. Yeah? So that, if, if we really take, in a sense, take seriously that sort of freedom and joy and expansiveness and really look for that in our experience and savour it and cultivate it, yeah? Then um, we can then where we can allow things to just sort of fall away in that, yeah. But we'll do that. We'll do a bit of that in practice. I think it's easier in practice. <laughs> Fear comes in whenever you start conceptualising about things. <laughs> when we actually just do them, it doesn't. It doesn't have much, so much hold. You know? <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please help us keep this free. Make a contribution at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash donate. And thank you. <laughs>